Can you hear us now? Good morning, Sudasia. Can you hear us now? Amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I think everything's going right now. Good morning, good morning. Want to welcome everyone to the Hour of Power with Pastors Michael and Tanya Bryant of Restored Ministries International. Come on, this is the day that the Lord has made. Come on, somebody need to, listen, you might as well rejoice. Amen. Good morning, Sister Missy. Good morning, Crystal. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Listen, listen, this is your day. Amen. You ain't got to wait till tomorrow. You ain't even got to wait till the next hour. Get the word right now. Amen and amen. Glory, glory. Come on. Uh, you want to go ahead and pray, babe? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, first of all, we want to welcome all of you all to the Hour of Power with Pastors Michael and Tanya Bryant, where we are restoring, renewing, and refreshing people with the Word of God. We thank you so much for, for stopping by. We know that many of you are preparing for your own services. So we are so honored and so privileged that that you even thought enough to stop and, and to hear what, what, what the Lord has placed in our spirit. So we do not take you all for granted. We are, we, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for, for your, um, for your love and your support. Um, because again, we do this because of, of what's in our heart for the father. We do this because we love God's people and our heart is to equip you with God's word. And so we are so very thankful. We cannot, there's not enough language. There's not enough words in the, the English language to really articulate the love that we have. And, and our heart is to see you go forth, to see you uh, be whole in every aspect of your life, your spirit, your soul, your your body, your finances in every aspect, especially during this season. Good morning, Karen. You need to know that you truly are the apple of God's eye. And so this morning, you need to make sure that you understand that, that God loves you so much. And so we we are excited about today. We believe that God has um, has something specifically for you. Whatever you may be dealing with, whatever you may be experiencing, you need to know that God has something just for you. Amen. So we we just want to bless God this morning. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you for this yes, time. Yes, we thank yes. you, Lord, that that your will will be established. Your will will be done, Lord God. Father, we thank you for your anointing, for your yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God operating in and upon our lives. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your people will get exactly what they need as they enter into this special timing, as they enter into your presence. Father, we love you. We thank you. Father, we ask, uh, we plead the blood of Jesus over our hearts, over our mind. Father God, that there be no hindrances. There be nothing in our spirits, in our mind, attitudes, what have you, Lord God, that would hinder the move of God from going forth. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. So come on, let's just grab your word, grab your Bibles. Now, you know, for those of you 
who have been following us and hanging out with us, you should already know where we're going, what our first scripture is. Now, listen, we've been we've been teaching. We started teaching about the Feast of the Lord and the Feast of Tabernacles. That's where we are in. We are entering into the Feast Amen, of Tabernacles. Amen. So when you understand that God does everything, first of all, his kingdom is built on seed time and harvest. Amen. So, so God's kingdom revolves, it's activated, it's already in automatic mode when it comes to seed time and harvest time. You sowing a seed or, or getting seed and reaping a harvest. If you go all the way through Genesis, all the way through the a New Testament, you will see evidence of the word exposing his methods. You sow a seed, you water the seed, Amen. you take care of the seed, you protect the seed, and then the seed will harvest, and that harvest should take care of you. Amen? So, so let's go to the word. John chapter 1. Amen, amen, because uh, it's my favorite scripture, and I believe that this scripture is the foundation of uh, of every teaching, every topic, everything that you could even go through the Bible. If you don't start with John chapter one, I think you're missing something. That's my personal opinion. Okay, But listen, my opinion will do you no good. It has to be the word. Amen. So let's go to John chapter one. Let's read what it says. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Amen. So in the beginning, so in the beginning, now let's just say it like this. First of all, God's not dictated by time. Amen. So it's it's really not saying that, you know, okay, God didn't start anything until this specific time. No, God's always been here. He's always been doing what he's doing. But when he created time, then stepped out of time, he began to do everything that he was going to do with the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So you can't separate God from his word. John chapter one, verse 12, it says, but as many as received him, there is. Oh, thank you for joining in. Uh, there, there is, but as many as received them to them, anyone who receives the word, he didn't put any type of boundary about this. Male, female, young, old. Listen, it doesn't matter what what side of the track you were born on. Amen. Anybody who receives his word to them that receive, he gave his power. This word power is a Greek word dunamis, which means his ability. So he he gave them his ability, his ability to become the sons of God. Now, now the key to this matrix, thank you for joining in, is that Sons have a covenant birthright to receive from the father. This is why you have to understand God, God doesn't, he, he, he created a family. He created sons that would honor the Lord by, by living the life that he created for them. Oh, come on now. Come on. We are going somewhere today. Amen. So to, to, to as many of them as received him, he gave them power to become. Now, whatever it is, God has purposed you to become. You will get the power to become what he created you to be when you get the word. 
because all the power, everything you need is inside of the word. Amen. And even to them that believe on his name. So let's just, just, just wanted to start there. Listen, we are teaching about the feast of the Lord and, and specifically the Feast of Tabernacle. We are entering into the Feast of Tabernacle. Now today, according to God's calendar, not the Roman calendar, amen, we we have entered into the Day of Atonement, or it's called Yom Kippur in the Hebrew language, which means it's a time of repentance, reflection, and restoration. Now listen, you want to understand that in God's, God's word, he said, when you repent, He's faithful and just to forgive you. Now, listen, you cannot reap a harvest. Listen. Sin, unforgiveness, anything that goes contradictory to God's word will block his empowerment on your life. Amen. Amen. This is why, look, daily, Paul said, look, we we all fall short, okay, to the glory of the Lord. Amen. So so I don't care whether you're a pastor or you're a deacon or you just started going to a ministry yesterday. When you get the understanding of living a lifestyle of repentance, that's what keeps you in right standing or walking in the righteousness of God. Amen. Anything to add to that, babe? No. Oh, wow. She's being oh, go. I, I think she's waiting till I open up something. Amen. So listen. Let's understand what season you're in right now. Since we're talking about the Feast of Tabernacle or the Feast of the Lord, you have to understand that these are God's appointed times where he comes to reconnect, refresh, restore, and renew his children in his presence. Do you have what we're talking about? Do you have a a banner for that? Uh, I probably do because I think you made me do one. Amen. Oh, I made you do it. <laughs> I don't see. Well, these are called the set times, appointed times, and we will we will put something up there so that way um, you can understand everything that we're doing. Amen. But we're talking about the the uh, set times or appointed times of the Lord. So let's go to Exodus chapter three. Amen. Exodus chapter three. While I'm typing up a little thing that will go up there, amen. Exodus chapter 3, and we're going to, first of all, understand that God has a way that he does things. God has a a kingdom way of doing what he does. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Now, even in this second verse, you see this this evidence of seed time and harvest. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. So God wants us to get uh, get a real understanding that he wants us to pay attention about seed time and harvest. But verse one, it says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose. Now the times and seasons of God are dictated by the purpose of God. So when God created everything, he created the purpose, then he created the time and season for that thing to be in operation. Amen. 
So amen. So I'm going to type this right here. We're talking about the feast of. Because we got to Leviticus last time, right? Is that where we're going to, are we going to go there? Kind of, sort of. All right. Kind of, sort of. Amen. But listen, we are talking about, amen. And I want to get this right here. Amen. Amen. Hey. I want to bring this up right here. So we're talking about the Feast of Tabernacles, God's appointed times. Now, what you're going to understand that, first of all, this is not our opinion. It's the word. Amen. Okay. This is why the Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass away. Amen. Okay. So first of all, God has a time and a season. Yes. Okay. Now we have to bring, bring you back up to speed because everybody wasn't here last week. But when you talk about these things, this is a certain season and time that God put in the earth. So let's go to Psalms 102. Psalms 102. And we encourage you to go back also. So if you missed it, you know, we're doing a recap, but we encourage you to go back and look at it and study it for yourself so that you can get it in your spirit. Amen. Amen. So Psalms 102. Look at verse 12 and 13. But you, O Lord, shall endure forever. And thy remembrance unto all generations. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time, here we go, the time to do what? Favor her. Yes, the set time is come. And this phrase set time is a Hebrew word, moad or moadim, that means appointed time, appointed meeting, and appointed place. Now, here's the key to this. We don't set the time. God sets the time. And God set it in the earth, and he put it in a way that we could always understand when his, his time, when he's coming down. Listen, I'm about to say something. Where he comes down personally to meet you. Amen. I'm not talking about Yahshua or Jesus. Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the throne. I'm not talking about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is everywhere in the earth because it's his time in the earth. But the father sets a meeting time for his sons and daughters. Amen. Now, this word the, for the time to favor her, this time where God puts his divine influence and presence on your life for you to prosper and be successful. He puts you in connections with the people who have what you need to get his purpose done. He set the time, but all he asks you to do is come into his presence. Amen. amen. Are you with us so far? If you're getting something so far, someone type amen. amen. Good morning, Matrix. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Just, just want to make sure that we're taking our time and giving you clarity and understanding. Amen. Uh, babe, can you read what it what it says in uh, verse 13 in the Amplified? What? Psalms, Psalms 102, verse 13. So, so you will arise and have compassion on Zion for it's time to be gracious to her and show favor to her. Yes. She's appointed. Yes. The appointed time, the moment designated has come. Amen. So now, now here's the key to this, to this verse of scripture. If you read at the end, it says the set time is come. 
is in the English language represents present tense. So we're not talking about that. We're not talking about something that's going to happen, that we're going to believe God to happen, or it's right around the corner. It's right now. Amen. Okay? Amen. It's right now. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Missy. Amen. Good morning. When you understand you are in a God-designated divine appointment with the Father. But I know what you're saying. Oh, prophet, pastor, prove it in the word. Okay, so let's prove it. Amen. So let's go here. Let's go to, we're going we're gonna to use Leviticus 23, amen. Leviticus 23, so that way you first of all get an understanding that God set these times in the earth and not man, amen. Leviticus 23, okay. So we're going to start at verse two. Leviticus 23, verse two, amen. Leviticus 23, verse two. And it says, speak unto the children of Israel, say unto them that now this is the Lord speaking to Moses concerning the feast of the Lord. Now, notice he didn't say the feast of Israel, the feast of the Jews, the feast of the Hebrews, the, or the feast of Jerusalem. He said concerning the feast of the Lord, which you shall declare, proclaim, preach to be a holy convocation or celebration and rehearsal. Even these are my feasts. The Lord makes it personal. These are my feasts. Amen. Okay? I didn't say it. I didn't write it. The Lord spoke it and Moses wrote it down. Okay? Now, here, here is the key that I also want to set today. God said in his word, six days shall man work and the seventh is a day of rest. Mm -hmm. When you look at the word rest in Genesis... In that scripture, and we're going to go there, and it's actually right here also, it means it's a Hebrew word, Shabbat. I'm going to say it again. It's a Hebrew word, Shabbat, or Sabbath. It's a Sabbath to the Lord. Yes. That means God says, look, there are seven days in the week. All I ask is for one. You come into my presence and rest in my presence. Because the Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy. Yes. Now, listen, if you're tired, if you're worn down, uh, glory, if, you, if you're about to have a meltdown, check and see if you're resting in the Lord properly. See, I'm going to say it again. Because, see, we like to, I think that the world system has conformed us that we always have to be doing something or, or, or we're not following, we're not being faithful to God. No, 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 no. God set a time in your schedule, in his schedule, for you just to rest. See, I believe because we're not getting the proper rest, when God says to rest, it's causing our own bodies to turn against us. Oh, see. Verse 3, it says, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest a holy convocation, and you shall do no work. Therein it is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings, no matter where you're at. Then, then in verse 4, he says, these are the feasts. So which means that even the seventh day, even the day of rest, God declares it a celebration unto him. 
Oh, yes, Patricia. Amen. Yes, yes. These are the feast of the Lord, yeah. even holy convocations, which you now listen. He puts the responsibility on us, which you shall declare, preach in their what seasons. There's that word seasons. Well, oh, come on now. To everything, there is a season. If you don't take the season of rest, you you are not fulfilling the word of God that he said. If you're going to live properly in this body, yeah. do what do what I said about your body. Why? Because I created it. Come on now. Yes, I know that we've been teaching that everything that God is, I am. But if you don't follow the instructions of the manufacturer, then you are abusing the very thing. Oh, well, see, come on. Come on now. And your and your guarantee and your warranty will be null and void unless you follow the proper instructions. Oh, come on now. Amen. So listen, he said, these are the feasts of the Lord. Amen. Concerning my feast, he said it again. Amen. Now, why, why are these feasts so important? Amen. Be well, first of all, it's because you are entering into God's presence at these times. He wants to give you something. But if you don't come to where he is, he says, where I am, my servant shall be also. Amen. Okay. So if the Lord is saying only three times, three times out of the 12 months, all I ask you to do is come and meet me. See, that, see this is very simple. But I believe that the enemy has sown seeds of deception and division into the body of Christ. That has caused us to say, well, do we still have to do that? Because Jesus died on the cross. But the Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. The word also says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. So does it mean that just because Jesus died on the cross, we don't have to do anything before Matthew? What do you think, babe? I mean, I think that first of all, that God, this all of this is all about relationship. The whole, are you gonna say something? No, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> this whole thing, all everything that we do, it's about a relationship with the Father. Why are we even talking about the feast? Is because this is another avenue. This is a way for you, God's child. You, you belong to the father. You're, you're, can you just move it over a little bit? Thank you. Your, your arm is just bugging me a little bit. <laughs> really? I, I have to do, I'm doing the okay. typing and everything. Sorry. All right. At any rate, the whole reason that we are here is because of relationship. Because the father deposited something in you so that you can go forth and do his will. So these, when it's all said and done, even as we're taking the time to, to break down the, the, the uh, feast, it's about you connecting with the father. I love this whole idea that God comes down during these special times. Does it mean that he's with us? He's not with us all the other times. Absolutely not. But this time, this time is a designated, a special time for you to connect with Father. 
And so if there's things that you are dealing with, there is things that you are going, um, that's going on in your life. This is a time God says, come as we, you know, one of the songs um, that were, uh, that was in my spirit this morning that uh, he is exalted. The king is exalted on high and I will praise him. And so we have to understand that, see, we don't understand what it means uh, to be a part of a kingdom. We don't understand what it means to, to, to really come before, you know, as I said last week, I love to watch those old movies where, where there's, there's, there's the monarchy and there's the king, you know? And so when the people, the, the king would have a special, uh, he would have a special time where he would have a session. And so you had to go before the king. And so what you did was you, you, you brought your best, whatever the best was when you went before the king. And so this is a time for you to go before the king, for you to connect with the king, for you to, to connect with your father. That's what this is all about. Because sometimes we can get caught up in, you know, all the ritual and the religion and, and all of this, and that's not what we're getting at. We're trying to break down the importance of the feast, because in the body of Christ, you don't hear about that. You hear about Resurrection Sunday, you hear about Christmas and, and various things. But 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 when we begin to dig into the word and we begin to see who God is and, and see that there were specific times that he would come and he would commune with his people. And that's what this is all about. That's This is a season a dedicated time. Get this. If you don't get anything else, a season for you to connect with God because he loves you. A time for you to connect, for you to enter in to his, 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 his abode where he dwells and connect with him. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Tyree. Good morning, Michelle. So let's go to Exodus Chapter three, we're going to go to Exodus chapter three. Amen. And this helps to break down exactly what Pastor Tanya just said. Amen. When we understand what Exodus chapter three says about this in the word, it really begins to to just really just shed shed a light on what God wants to do. Amen. So let's go to Exodus chapter three. Amen. And Exodus chapter three says in verse one, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the what? Mountain of God. He came to the mountain of Elohim. He didn't even realize he was on the mountain of Elohim even to Horeb. Now, pay pay attention to this because God doesn't say anything. The Lord doesn't say anything by happenstance. Yes. He was, listen, he was taking care of somebody else's sheep. God had him when he ran because he killed an Egyptian and he thought that he was helping God by doing God's service his own way. He ran for safety and he winds up meeting his wife, the um, 
Amen. And a Jethro is her father-in-law and he has a flock of sheep and he's taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. And this, his father is a priest. Come on now. The priest of Midian. Look at verse two. And the angel of the Lord. Now let's pay attention because I'm going to say something. I know it says angel of the Lord. And, and when the Bible speaks about the angel of the Lord, Sometimes he is talking about an angel, but in this specific chapter, we're going to find out we're talking about Elohim himself. And the Elo, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked and he looked. Moses is he he God got Moses attention and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not being consumed. Now, check this out. And Moses said. I will now turn aside to see this great sight why the bush is not burnt. Now, here's another little key right here. In these times and seasons of the Lord, it's, it's listen, El Shaddai is in operation. The God of more, more than enough. The God of the supernatural. God's going to be doing supernatural things in your life when you come into his presence. Now, look at verse four. And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see God, Elohim, called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, don't come hither. Put off thy shoes off thy feet for the place whereon you stand is holy ground. Listen, this is helping us to get the understanding. Now, in many times in the Bible, People met angels, but in this particular point, we know it's God because he's saying, where I am, everywhere I am standing is holy. Yeah. Come on now. You read about Abraham and everybody meeting angels. You never hear about them when they meet an angel turning the ground holy. Amen. Moreover, he said, I am the God. Here, here's the proof. I am the God of thy father the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt. Egypt represents the land of not enough. And I have heard their cry by the reason of their taskmaster, for I know their sorrows. Listen, here we go. And I am come down. I don't think it gets any more plainer than that. I am come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, a large land, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Can you see what Exodus chapter 3 verse 8 says up in the Amplifier? Did you get that? He says, I am come down. So I have come down to rescue. I have come down. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand, the power of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a land that is good and spacious, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusite, and the Jebusite. And then in verse ten it says, "Come now." Therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now, this sets up this whole thing because in this time and season, 
this is where when God and Moses are dealing with Pharaoh and God hardening the heart of Pharaoh, we get the establishment of the Feast of Passover, where the Bible says, listen, listen, sacrifice the sheep, take the blood, put it on the doorpost. And when I come on this last plague, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Amen and amen. Everybody getting this? I'm trying to make sure that you get understanding. Amen. This is this is very key. Oh, and you know, and I understand. Michelle spoke something. The promise of God, His law. Yes, under Secretary, His expectation for His people to appreciate the sacrifices Christ makes for us. Amen. 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 So listen, we're gonna find out. Uh, Okay, we're going to go here, not not only in the Old Testament, but but we're going to show these feasts in the New Testament, just so that way you can have an understanding that this doesn't want God. Okay, just because Jesus came, God didn't stop it. Okay, Amen. So does it mean if they don't celebrate it, they don't get the blessings of God? God doesn't connect with them. Well, here's the thing. Uh, American Express has a commercial. It says membership has its privileges. Okay, I believe this. Okay, according to the word, we miss out if we don't do all the word. Okay, if he says, Come into my presence because I want to do something in your life, I want to bring favor, I want to bring blessings, I want to bring certain things, we're missing out on that part if we don't do it. Now, are you not going to be saved? No, it's not going to cause your salvation to be lost. Okay, is it, are you okay? Is, is, there, is it going to bring curses in your life? No. I, I just believe that you don't get everything that God has for you to be able to complete his purpose for your life when you don't go into his presence to be refreshed and restored at this time. Well, you say, OK, we need to celebrate the feast. What what what, is, what does that mean? That means we need uh, to find a church that does this. What, what does that all mean? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad you asked that. Amen. Let's let's go to Exodus 23. And it's already right there. Exodus 23 is going to give us a little bit of an explanation of coming into his presence. Okay. When you understand that these are times of celebration, these are times of getting into God's presence and celebrating that he's come down to bless you, empower you, to put favor in your life. Because here's the thing, at this particular point in time, since we're believing that God's kingdom is built on seed time and harvest, God's children, they had to grow their food. They had herds that they had to take care of for the meat that they ate. Mm -hmm. And they also used these herds for the sacrifices. So God had several folds of, of understanding why he used Jesus himself, teaches about the sower went about to sow seed, okay? Well, at the Feast of Passover, that's the time, according to their environment, is the time that they're supposed to start planting seed. So at the certain time of the year, you know, when the rains come, that these things can bring them harvest for the food that they would eat for the whole year, okay? So this, I believe like this. If you're going to do the word, do all of the word. Don't don't leave anything out because I believe that you're missing out of something that the Lord has for your life. So basically, though, 
right now, this is a time, as I said earlier, for you within your own home, for you to reconnect with the father. You know, you said that we're in the day of atonement. Mm -hmm. So atoning for what, what does that mean? We go and we allow the father to cleanse us, allow the father to wash us. So we come and we humble ourselves before the father, Mm -hmm. because you couldn't go into again for the feast. You couldn't go into the presence of God with junk in your life. Right. right. You couldn't go into the presence of the king. Um, if, if you haven't cleaned, cleansed yourself, you couldn't come in bringing your best. So this, so as we get ready to enter into the feast, this is a time for you to reflect in your life. Mm-hmm. Father, what, what, where have I been missing it? Mm-hmm. Where, where have I had the wrong attitudes? You know, where have God, me and my husband, we've been arguing. We, God, this is a time to get it. We're not in one accord. Lord, this, God, we repent. This is a time for you to search. You, you know, you and God know what, what you may or may have not been doing. That is not, that doesn't serve you or him. So this is a time for you to reflect. So as we enter in this holy time, this day of atonement, this was a a time for you to go before the father and to confess to the father, Lord, I I haven't been doing this right. Because again, you're understanding that this is God's calendar. So actually we are entering into a new year. It's a new, new yeah, we already entered into a new year. And so- And so what do we normally do when we enter into a new year? We reflect on the things that we need to let go. So this, so even as, again, we're we're talking about the word and we're breaking things down, but this is a time for you to check you so that as you enter, as you've entered into this new year, God, we're not taking the same old crap. And, and, you know, in other words, the same old stuff into this season, Lord, I'm, I'm changing. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm asking for forgiveness because I want to do and be all that you've called me to be. But when I don't allow you to rule, when I don't humble myself, when I don't get it right, before you, then I can't reap the blessings. And then you miss the visitation of the Lord because you have not asked for forgiveness. You have not gotten it right before God. Amen. So it's something that she said was reflect. The day of atonement is a time of reflection. It's a time where you reflect, you repent, Mm. and God restores you. Amen. Because why? Everything that God did in the Old Testament or the Old Covenant, because it wasn't called a testament. It was called the Old Covenant. Yahshua fulfilled those things. Okay. Yahshua, Jesus, because there's no J in the Hebrew language. Yahshua fulfilled those promises in the New Testament when he died on the cross. Now, we're going to find out. Hopefully, I'll have enough time to go through everything. But listen, we just want to shed some light on what it, what this day is about, what this time is about. Exodus chapter 23, and in verse 14, 
it says, three times shall you keep a feast unto me in the year. Three. Three in the Bible represents obedience. You shall keep the feast of unleavened bread, which is the time of Passover, where, where God told them, make this food in haste, sacrifice a lamb, one years old. You don't have time for the bread to rise. And then he said, I'm going to use the leaven or the yeast to represent sin. So I want you to clean your houses of sin. Mm, amen. Okay. And then you sacrifice this, this lamb, you keep the blood and you put the blood on the doorpost. And when I send my death angel, which was the last of the 10 commandments, judgment, amen. The judgment of God. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Then 50 days later, amen, is what we call the Feast of Pentecost, which was called the Feast of Weeks, amen, which was seven weeks and one day after the Feast of Passover. Because during Passover, you sowed seed, and during the Feast of Pentecost, anything that came up out the ground, you would just take a handful, take it to the priest, so the priest could speak a blessing over your harvest that would come now during the Feast of Tabernacle. Verse um, 14, three times in the year shall you keep a feast unto me. You shall keep the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Feast of Passover, which is in the time appointed in the month of a bee, which is in between March and April. The Feast of Harvest, the first fruits of your labor, which is also called the Feast of Pentecost, according to Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one place in one accord, and the Holy Spirit came in. And the Feast of Ingathering, which is the Feast of Tabernacle, which is the end of the year when you gathered in all your labors. Three times in the year shall all mankind appear before the Lord. So these three times that God designated, it was specific times where he would come down and specifically reconnect with his children, just as Pastor Tanya said, so we could be prepared for the upcoming season. Amen. So can we go back to, you talked about where they had to go and get all the leaven out of their house. Mm -hmm. And so that, that represented what now? Sin, the leaven. God said, leaven, I'm going to use the, see, God always used things tangible. Mm -hmm. So that way he could give them understanding of what he was doing spiritually. He said, look, this leaven is going to represent sin. I want you to clean your whole house of any products that have yeast in it. Okay. When they cook the, the bread on that day, because they didn't do yeast, mm. the, the, the bread was really, really flat. Okay. And they cooked them on stones outside and it was flat. It didn't rise. It didn't make this bread. It just made these really, really thin. They're called matzah. Okay. Crack lots of crackers now that we've used for communion and things in our uh, traditional times of communion in our uh, ministries. Amen. And so, so even today, the Jewish people, when they go into these seasons, mm -hmm. and, uh, again, we're not saying do this, but they go through their house. And so they get rid of all yeast products, all yeast products because again that represent that 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 puffiness right because right. what is re yeast does it causes things to rise mm -hmm. and so that was significant of 
the sin, you know, of, of the lack of humility. And mm -hmm. so, so this, and so even this morning, we, one of the things that got the word humble just um, manifested during the prayer time. And so, mm -hmm. so this time they, they, it's, it's a time of humility. Yep. It's a time of, of, and not false humility, but a time of really, again, checking yourself and going down and, and asking the Lord, you know, um, getting rid of the sin, getting rid of the areas in your life that, that is not pleasing to the father. Amen. And on this day that we're in right now, because from, from today through sundown tomorrow night, in the Hebrew language, is called Yom Kippur. You should type that one out. Yom Kippur, so they can understand that. Amen. Yom Kippur, which is known as the Day of Atonement. Amen. I'm going to do this. Yum. So that's happening today. Yes. So today is the Day of Atonement. Yes. Day of Yom Kippur, day of atonement. Now, here, here is the Hebrew understanding of this day. It says it's also known as the day of atonement, which is the holiest day of the year wow. for the Jewish nation or God's people. It is its central themes are atonement and repentance wow. and reflection. Jewish uh, nation traditionally observes this holy day as a 25-hour period of fasting and intensive wow. prayer, often spending most of the day in their services. Yom Kippur completes the annual period known in Judaism as the high holy days or the days of all. Wow. Okay. So here's, here's what you got to understand. So that's what today is. Today. This is us getting prepared. Now, listen, this is not a Jewish thing. This is a, the Lord, we already read, these are the Lord's feast. He used the children of Israel as an example. He didn't want to totally just keep them by themselves. Anybody that was with the Jews that would come under their teachings, which would take on the word of the Lord. He would, just like right now, when we get saved, the Bible says that we have the adoption. We are the we, we we receive the adoption of sons. So we're grafted back in. Come on now. This has nothing to do with being Jewish. He said these are the feast of the Lord. Come into my presence three times in the year. Make an exchange. Repent. Reflect. Understand. I already know what you've done. That's why I come down. And then and then uh, chapter 23, he said, I have come down. The first thing I do in Psalms 102, I show mercy. God is a God of mercy. If you just understand, just repent, reflect, ask him, is there anything in my life I didn't get right? Maybe you should stop and do that right now. Are we going to do that at the end? But I want to get the word to you so that way we understand right now, God is here. Hey, glory, he's in your office, he's in your, your bedroom, he's in your car, wherever you're listening to this right now. He's here, and he says, if you will just repent, amen. Oh, let's just get it done right now. Father, we thank you, amen, amen. Great suggestion, Pastor Tanya. Father, amen. Come on, lift your hands. Let's get it right. Father, right now, your word says, three times in a year, should we come into your presence 
Don't come empty handed. And Father, on this day, you said that this is the day of atonement, a time of reflection and repentance so you can restore us, oh God. Yes, God. Father, we repent right oh, now. Our glory, we get every Father, first of all, even as Peter said, don't just wash my hair, but wash my yes. my, my whole body and my, and my feet also. Father, wash us with your blood. Thank you, Father. Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus, he died on the cross. He shed blood and water so we can be cleansed, so we can enter into your presence. Jesus said, you can go to the Father in my name. So, Father, in the name of, of Jesus, come on, just repeat this. Say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I know. I know. I haven't done everything. I haven't done everything. That you asked me to do. That you asked me to do. I didn't hear everything. Everything. I didn't hear everything. I didn't see everything. I didn't see everything. I didn't hide your word. I didn't hide your word. I didn't do your word. I didn't do your word. Like you purposed like, me to do. Like you purposed me to do. But Father. But Father. On this day of atonement. On this day of atonement. A time of reflection. A time of reflection. Father, I repent. Father, I repent. Of any. Of any. And every. And every. Sin of omission. Sin of omission. And commission. And commission. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Of all unrighteousness. Of all unrighteousness. I get it right. I get it right. With you. With you. My Father. With my father right now right now cover me with your blood cover me with your blood wipe the slate clean wipe the slate clean in jesus name in jesus name ha glory his now listen the bible says that when we repent he's faithful and just to forgive amen now this word forgive means to release so let's just share one more thing because i believe that this keeps a lot of god's children even us and we've all walked in it at one time or another we don't forgive like we should. And Jesus says, if you don't forgive, the Father can't forgive you. So can you just say, Father? Father. I forgive. I forgive. And I release. And I release. Anyone. Anyone. And everyone. And everyone. Who's ever offended me. Who's ever offended me. Hurt me. Hurt me. Abused me. Abused me. Misunderstood me. Misunderstood me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I let them go. I let them go. Amen. And Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And so even as we've done that, some of you, though, as you've asked for forgiveness, there's some that you have to actually go to that person. And you may need to have a conversation, a conversation in humility. Again, you have to ask the father who you need to actually maybe go talk to. See, because something happens when you when you open up your mouth and you begin to make that exchange. So even as you've prayed, you've forgiven, you've released. Now there's some that you release, you let it go. But there's something, there's some individuals that you might need to have a conversation with. They need to hear, maybe I'm sorry. They need to hear you speak certain things for that thing to really break off of you. Amen. Amen. So right now, since we're talking about Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, in the Word, in Leviticus chapter 16, because I want to show you in the Word. See, I don't want you to just think that this is just some religious thing that, okay, now listen, I'm not telling you to go out there and grab a lamb and you know sacrifice any lambs or goats or anything like that. This is just an example of what Jesus did on the cross when he shed his blood for us. Amen. Leviticus chapter six, 16. 
Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank, thank you for coming and just listening to the word. Amen. Leviticus chapter 16. Amen. And it says right here uh, in verse eight, uh, verse seven, and Aaron shall take two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon two goats, one lot for the Lord, which means it's going to be uh, it's going to be the sacrifice that God uses and the other lot for the scapegoat. Amen. OK, so one goat is going to be sacrificed and they're going to take the blood and sprinkle it on the altar of God. Amen. That's what Jesus did when he died on the cross. And the other one is the scapegoat. The scapegoat is the one where the priest would pray and pray all this over all the sins of the people on the other goat. And it says in verse verse nine, and Aaron shall bring the goat, which is the Lord's and and offer him for a sin offering. Verse 10. But the goat, which the lot fell to be the scapegoat, shall be presented alive. And Jesus did both of these things. This is why he's also considered the scapegoat and the and the and the Lamb of God, amen, before the Lord to make an atonement with him. And he let him go into the wilderness. Where, and, and in other words, that was a physical example of the sins being taken out of the camp. Amen. amen. Oh, man. So let's see here. And uh, anything else, Pastor Tanya? Because I wanted to show some of this in the New Testament, so that way um, we would understand that that the word is not only about the old covenant, but it's about the New Testament. Amen. And we're going to be just about done for the day. Amen. We're praying that you got something today. Amen. If you got something today so far, someone type amen. Amen. We're going to John chapter five. Amen. John chapter five. Amen. John chapter five. And it says, uh, what happened to my scripture? Amen. Oh, I'm sorry. John chapter seven. Amen. I typed it wrong. Amen. John chapter seven. And it says in verse one. And after these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for for he would not walk in the jewelry because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the now the uh, feast of tabernacle was at hand, and his brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go into Judea, for thy disciples also may see the works that you doest. Amen. So the feast of tabernacle was at hand. So this these are the times that even Amen. Paul even goes on and talks about how he had to be in certain cities in like certain times. Amen. We didn't want to go, can't go through everything today. Amen. But we wanted to just make a point that we understand what the times and seasons of God is for today. Amen. We are in the time of the feast of the Lord, going into the feast of tabernacle. Feast feast of tabernacle actually starts next weekend. Amen. But right now we are in the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, amen, which is the time of repentance and reflection. Amen. Anything else, Pastor Tanya? Mm -mm. 
Well, listen, we just pray that you got something today. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen, we. Did you look at all the comments? Uh, yes, I did. We had one from, uh, let's see here. Uh, a lot of amens. Amen. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yes. Um, uh, go, uh, Sister Michelle said, and as we come into the knowledge, we are held accountable for every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Come on now. now, listen, here's the, here's, here's the great thing about God. God doesn't condemn us. He's a God of mercy. We read that earlier. He said, I'm come down to release mercy. But understand, I want the best for my father. Amen. And whatever my father needs for me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Because I know that, first of all, not only does it please the father, but the father pours into our life as we do what he says to do. Amen. So listen, we pray that you got something today. Amen. Listen, if you got something today, we've got more teachings on the Feast of the Lord. Amen. On the Feast of Tabernacle. Amen. The Feast Pentecost, the Feast of Passover, go to the website, www.restoredministriesint.org, and get the videos, amen, uh, if the Lord leaves you, sow a seed, amen, amen, amen. listen, um, Instagram, amen, we just typed it in right there, there is the website, be blessed today as you go forth in this day, and please reflect, not only on your life, but reflect on the Father in your life in this season, amen. And be blessed. Amen. God bless you.